Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, Jeff is jumping in to fix one of the worst Marvel movies. Hey guys, I know I've mentioned my new show, Monday Morning Movie Medics, before, but I'm so excited for it to hit the airwaves, especially with the first arc being so near and dear to all of our hearts. My day job co-worker and co-host John Niles and I tackled how to make X-Men Apocalypse be a better film. Uh, knowing how much you guys love Marvel films and how we all want them to be good, I wanted to give you guys a taste of what we did. The format on 4M, what we call it, uh, is a little different than what we do here, so I'll break it down. First, we have an episode discussing the state of the genre around the time of the release of the film, you know, what it had to contend with, all the other films that were coming out that year, stuff like that. We also talk about who made the movie, you know, the directors, the writers, the studios involved. If it was a sequel, we talk about what it's following, what it had to live up to, everything going into that. We then recap the movie scene by scene, picking on it along the way a little bit. Then we single out the good things we would want to keep in a remake of the movie and try to get to the core of what makes the movie ultimately not work. As we call it, isolate and extract the bad. Next, we have a few episodes where we brainstorm a new story that will be, you know, we think more cohesive in the end and generally work a little bit better. Uh, this part could last for a couple of episodes that we try to keep to about an hour long apiece. Finally, we have a wrap-up episode where we recap our new movie and, you know, pat ourselves on the back. Good job, everybody. You know, job well done. But like I said, I, I love what we ended up with on this first arc so much that I wanted to give you guys a taste. So if you would stick around for the next 20 or so minutes, you'll hear the finale episode of our X-Men Apocalypse arc where we recap our new movie. We found a stumbling point along the way and kind of had to fix that. Uh, so you'll get a taste of that process too. If you don't want to be spoiled on how we got there, Go subscribe to Monday Morning Movie Medics and listen from the beginning. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll get out of my own way now and say, on with the show! Until next time, true believers. Welcome one and all to Monday Morning Movie Medics, where we attempt to save a script that failed us despite being woefully underqualified to do so. I am Jeff Randall. And I'm John Niles. Thanks everybody for joining us again. Thank you, John, for coming back. Hey, thanks. Uh, you know, it's it's good to see that I didn't chase you off too much. It's good to see that the audience didn't get chased off right. too much. Well, the ones that are left. The ones that are left. Right. This is really for them. It's for the fans. Yeah, it's yeah. for them. Uh, in this episode, we finally recap our uh, our epic conclusion, our tale. That's right. Our, our rewrite of X Men Apocalypse. If I recall correctly, we added some more stuff right. to we it work out while a few, we were recapping. Right. We work out some bugs because as we're recapping, uh, some something came up, and we were like, "No, that doesn't work." Yeah. We, Let's yes. fix it this way. <laughs> right. And it turned out perfectly. And it turned out, yeah, this is the best movie that's yeah, ever been made. You'll see. I guess to to recap our movie because we're it sounds like we're done. Yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, I would love to watch this. <laughs> Act one, Charles is chasing Xavier across the globe. Uh, ends up in Egypt. Charles is chasing Magneto. Yes. Okay, around the globe. You yep. said Xavier. Oh, sorry. Dora. Charles is chasing Magneto around the globe, trying to nail him down, bring him back into the fold. Gets pickpocketed. We meet Storm. They go to the Essex dig site. I think he escapes. Apocalypse is freed by the Essex people. By the Essex diggers, who the, then get killed by the, Apocalypse. The only other possible way to work in the characters is, is to also imply that Storm is a, a Tomb Raider as well. But that's, you know, now it's getting... No. Yeah, because why would Xavier meet her the in real, a tomb? To, I mean, <laughs> the, the question that I'm having is, how does Magneto get there? Like, why are we tracking Magneto to there? Well, that we still have that... We still have that 
question. If Magneto's trying to put something together, put a plan together, maybe he's heard rumors about uh, some great mutant power from the past. Okay. And he knows that this Essex Corp, or maybe Magneto is trying to take down Essex Corp. That works too. You got to give him some kind of motivation for that. Essex was, well, he was a, he was in, he was a Nazi sympathizer. If I remember correctly, he was a Nazi sympathizer that was doing experiments on, on people. Oh, so he's still on his Nazi killing yeah. thing. Okay. Why would he just go to their headquarters though? Cause it turns out he's a mutant. If the cult that worshiped apocalypse was still in our script, which they're not anymore. They're not. He could hear about humans that actually respect real power. Maybe. And go to find some human followers, but that's, that's not in our script anymore. No. Essex is getting a larger and larger role into this. Honestly, there would be a really good parallel uh, if Magneto was trying to take down Essex Corp and it ended up being Quicksilver that did it. And he kind of does have his motivation if if they've been collecting mutants, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that, that's, that's enough for Magneto. There it is. Yeah, okay. Hmm. So he's trying to take down Essex Corp uh, and he's heard that there's an operation here. He comes to bring it down. Right. Turns out it's apocalypse. Oh shit! I'm a horseman now. You're right. That's what you get. Yeah, that's what you get for trying to take down Essex Corp. Exactly. You become a horseman of apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so he becomes a horseman. Storm becomes a horseman because she's rash. Yeah. And goes to do the thing. We lose her. Quicksilver's like, oh crap! Books it. She tried to take his pocket. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's dumb. That is dumb. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Quicksilver runs uh, Charles back. While that's been happening, while that that story has been going on, our other story is young Cyclops, young Scott Summers in orphanage uh, is natural born leader, tactician with everybody, other all the other mutant kids' powers. But they have a field trip in New York. It could be a, it, it could kind of echo X two, and you they could be introduced not at the orphanage but at a museum. Okay. Yeah. Or on a field trip or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. But it plays out completely differently. Like, it's not... He could he could complain about the orphanage mm-hmm. uh, in in his uh, yeah, you... backstory exposition. Do we need to see why Do we need to see him like... in the orphanage? Or see why he doesn't... Why he wants to leave the orphanage. That's, that's the main thing. Do we need to see why he wants to leave? Or else we just got a, a kid on a field trip who's running, breaking away, you know? The obvious answer, if he's on a field trip and gets broken away is that something happens with his mutant power um, oh we're introduced to his power we're introduced to his power we forgot to do that an angry mob forms ah, yeah to uh to get this kid okay that would explain better why he would abandon his orphan mates right so he he's on it he runs to the only place where he thinks he can be safe from angry mobs who hate mutants right and at the yep. same time Coming up to the doorstep at the same time. Warren Worthington III. Getting kicked out of a limo. Got slowed down <laughs> to five miles an hour. hell out of here. Yeah. Oh, man, that's rough. <laughs> okay, yeah, they show up at the same time. Start to have their little... Okay, hold on. Hey, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Not at the exact same time. No, 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 no. Back okay. up. We got a problem. Do we? Yeah. If Scott discovers his powers, at the, how does he see his way to the mansion? That's a good question. He doesn't. He can't. Plot hole. Thumbs Plot down. Plot hole. Ah, we <laughs> broke it. We had it so good. It was perfect. I can't believe we overlooked this. Yeah. Someone else brings him there. Yeah, someone else brings him there, but I'm trying to figure out who. What I'm saying is that somebody else's idea to bring him there. Well, like, take the Muty to the Muty farm? Yes. Human sympathizer. Taggart? Mm. Could be. Could be. Could be anybody, though. Yeah, could be anybody. Kind old soul. But it needs to be. It needs to be a familiar face. 
or somebody of importance. Someone who's trying to do the right thing for him, but his bad attitude, you know, makes you kind of feel bad for this person who's helping him because he's not, they're not, he, like, he's so upset about his situation. You know, kind of how he was crabby at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. It could pretty easily be, well, uh, no, no. The obvious answer is that at the same time this orphanage crew is on a field trip to the museum, Beast and the ex-children are at the same museum. Okay. Mutant power happens and Beast is like, whoa, okay. We got somebody erupting over here. Yeah. This is really echoing the uh, the opening scene of X2. It is. Yeah. Maybe we should just make that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I don't mind echoing this as long as the the payoff, it, it plays out in a different way that you weren't expecting. It uses that movie to defy your expectations, I okay. guess. Okay. Power erupts. Hank sees it. You know, he's leading this thing. He's like, all right, kids, we got to go. Like, yeah. let's, we, got no, some, we got somebody that needs our help. Yeah. There's no Xavier here to, to, freeze, to just everybody. freeze everybody. Right. Right. We've got to come together and help this kid. So they just bag him and put him in the van. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We're going to help you. I don't want to say that they kidnap him because that would be a bad thing. No. But if they can kind of take him in and be like, hey, kid, like, I'm going to help you. Just keep your eyes closed. That angry mob's out there. Like, we're going to take you somewhere where you can be safe. Right. He has no choice but to accept because he can't open his eyes. And he doesn't know where he's going. Right. He's in a foreign place. Now, I, I said that I kind of wanted Beast in full Beast mode. Is he going to be in Beast mode at this museum? Yes. Okay. You know, because he, well, he don't give a damn. Yeah, well, yeah, because everybody knows about mutants. Right. So that's our that's our way of getting Scott in. Scott's at the museum. Scott gets picked up by ex-kids, gets brought back to the mansion. Mm-hmm. Right about the time Warren's getting kicked out of the car. Right. And then, Is that our first introduction? Maybe we work in some kind of fight, but then it gets really similar to the beginning of X3. No, I don't want that. No. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't like that scene. That scene it's freaks gross. me out. Yeah. It's gross. No, no, no. Just a limo. Really? Like, that's... Just a that limo and work. him getting that, kicked out? It tells you really all you need to know. Yeah. The limo. It's a limo. So he's rich. Uh-huh. He's getting kicked out. He's they got, don't like him. He's got a bad attitude on his face. And he's. So he's not. He's not sad about what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's kind of. He's resentful. Right. Right. And he thinks that it's his fault. Hmm. I got kicked out because of my wings. Hmm. I got kicked out because I can't fix this on myself. Hmm. Uh, so he's taking all that on. Self-loathing. Okay. To build that. That's that story starting on its way. Yep. While Xavier and Magneto and Quicksilver and Storm and Apocalypse are doing their thing in in Egypt. We got Charles coming back being scared, but trying to hold it together. We got a new kid. Some crap has gone down. Quicksilver, go find out information. He goes to Essex Corp. Mm -hmm. While he's going to Essex Corp, we get a little montage of the kids being tested for their powers. Scott gets glasses. Hold on. What's up? I have a good idea. Okay. Since SX is becoming, and Quicksilver's thing is becoming so, such a big part of that. So tied up, yeah. Maybe he shouldn't go alone. Maybe he should bring someone with him. Who should he go with? I don't know. We were just talking about how they go in pairs often. This seems too big of a scene for him to be by himself. Well, it's it's his thing, though. Yeah, I know. But also adds to the risk. But you're right, though. We just don't have enough people. You're right. That are really important. And And... You can kind of really make a good action set piece after where he just needs to get out. Like he just needs to escape. Well, okay. Well, what if now we need Hank? We need Hank to be at the at the school, at the mansion, so that he can make the glasses. Right, right. But that's all we need him for is to make the glasses. And he makes the glasses pretty quick. He could have those made before. He could already be working on that. Yeah, he could have that pretty much done at the, you know, the start of act two. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's okay. got the glasses done. Charles comes back 
hey, I need you two, Hank and Quicksilver, to go check out Essex Corp. Big brain and get in there quick. Right. It should be easy because Beast is really easy, really good at sneaking around. And he's strong and smart and can work his way through there. But turns out things go sideways. They have to get out. But Quicksilver's not alone trying to get out. He's having to weave pushing Beast through all of these traps and yeah. keep him safe right. while he's getting through them himself. I also like this because I think it's a better idea. It's weird sending Quicksilver on his own on, on an intel gathering mission. Right. He's not very smart. <laughs> we want him to be smarter than he was, but he's not. He needs to know what he's looking for. And Beast is the one. Beast who, can make all the connections. Right. Right. Because it, it doesn't make sense for Quicksilver to be like, look at this gold I found. I found this one file. Right, exactly. That details everything. And I understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why this is important, but I brought it to you. Right. That's like a dog. And it doesn't take much for Beast. I mean, I like the idea of Quicksilver having to get him out too. But even if it's like a, a Mission Impossible thing where, you know, Beast is just in the van outside with a, watching an image of, you know, a camera that he has. Like, wait, wait, what's that? What's that? That could be cool. Uh, you know what else could be cool, though, is hmm. if Quicksilver was running around doing, like, trap dodging things while Beast was, like, actively fighting people. Nice. To get out. So you've got super slow Beast going, rawr, and being all, you know, imposing, and boom, cool. does the big hit while Quicksilver's just, like, zipping around to everything. Right. Um, so Beast could have, you know, still something going on. Or, like, if he's following through on the punch and, then like, has hit somebody... And then like Quicksilver runs him over to somebody else and like follow through on the punch hits that guy too. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is good. This is a nice pair up that we haven't seen before. They shouldn't be too far apart in personality. Like Quicksilver is matured, but so is Beast. Even more so. He was already a pretty mature guy, but I mean, definitely the leader in this situation, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he would be the the one calling the shots. Right. Maybe this is where he loses his his confidence in calling the shots because I screwed up. I made a bad call. We walked right into a trap. We walked right into a trap. And I didn't see it. Oh, cool. Give Beast a little thing to the thing over. This is great. So much. All right. So that's Act 2. In the meantime... At the end of Act 2, Apocalypse shows up after they get back with the intel. They do this, the Cerebro thing after mm -hmm. looking at the files. Right. They do the Cerebro thing. Apocalypse shows up, takes Angel, takes Charles, and the jet gets blown up by Cyclops trying to, to do the thing. End Act 2. So... It's <clears> just us four now. Right. So we got the remaining team, start act three, remaining three team arguing over what they're going to do. Yep. Okay. And that, that includes Gene, Scott. Beast and Quicksilver. Beast and Quicksilver. Um, they go talk to Warren's dad. Right. But before that, we also start seeing intercut with um, Apocalypse and Xavier starting to have their first real conversations. Yes. Against each other. Their ethical and ideological debate. Right. The squad goes to see the dad for what purpose? To get a jet. To get the jet. Right. Uh, and also have Cyclops tell him, yeah, you know, stick it up your ass, <laughs> you human son of a bitch, yeah. uh, or whatever he says. Suck it. Listen, your kid's a great guy. He's <laughs> a friend. He's a friend, you jerk. Yeah. You know, whatever the case. Like My best friend. No, he's a bad kid because you're a bad dad. Ooh. I didn't have a dad, but I can see your shit at Ooh, it. Ooh, good one. I didn't have a dad, but. But I can see that you're not a good one. I see I didn't miss out on it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't missing much, apparently. <laughs> Up yours. <laughs> oh, where's the plane? Can I take it? Yeah, could we also get a jet? <laughs> right. uh, so, mission accomplished. They, uh, yeah, 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 they get yeah. the jet. They get the jet. They take it to Egypt. Where Angel, they get yeah. bisected. Angel sees the plane. God, cuts it in half. Uh, Jean lands everybody safely, but it strains her power to do so. 
resulting in her being not really physically able to do much. Good thing she's fighting Charles. Since our pyramid is now mental, virtual, virtual. <laughs> okay, what's what? Where is this action set piece going to take place? The physical fight? Are um, they even in Cairo? The physical pyramid can still be there. Okay, as well as the virtual pyramid. But then once the virtual pyramid comes down, the physical one falls too. Can the can all the fight be inside the pyramid? Sure. Because I kind of like the idea, as I said said before, a final dungeon where I mean where everything that's happened now is in a is, is in a completely new environment. I mean, just in Cairo in this movie, it was just like it's like they were fighting over top of rubble. Yeah. And that's it. It didn't matter. It's kind of kind of boring yeah. to look at. Um if they if they're all in there, Angel can fly around in there. Scott could be trying to blast him and he's weaving in through columns and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why he's not able to just like pick him off in the air. Uh, We got Magneto and Quicksilver having the father-son debate. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got Beast and Storm having the family debate and why this place is good. Gene and Xavier have the telepathic conversation and or fight. Ends up Charles helps her in because he maintains his faculties. Mm -hmm. And we've decided that when you're a horseman, your good side is locked away. Yeah, but your bad side can still talk and argue with somebody. Right. Okay. And and tell you why humanity is no good. Everything great will fall. And from its ashes, we'll build a better one. That's a good line. We should put it's that not, in. It's not. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> okay. Gene uh, gets inside the mental pyramid, unlocks Charles. Charles goes to unlock Eric. They have their debate. Gene goes to unlock Storm and Angel. They have their three-way debate. They get out eight versus, well, seven versus Apocalypse it at is that it is eight. I mean, yeah, seven physically, right? Fighting apocalypse. Uh, Charles says, "Go ahead, Gene. Get back out there. They need you out there. Yeah. I'm going to find out what's going on in here." But really, he's a coward and doesn't want to fight and goes yeah, to I'm... pretend like he touches his head. <laughs> My legs, they don't yeah. work. I can't. <laughs> he touches his head and makes and, and lowers his brow, but <laughs> he's not really doing anything. He yeah, just... yeah. All right, go on. Or no, they both come out. Why didn't anything happen? Like, I need to go back in there and see, I heard crying or yeah. I heard something deep within or I, no, I felt the presence deep yeah, yeah. within. Right, right. I need to go find out what's in there. So yeah, no you one guys else is find... crying but McAvoy. So yeah. don't even try to step on <laughs> Sorry, <his. laughs> sorry. Stepping on his toes. <laughs> so every, everybody else, you know, everybody else fighting physically. I'm going to go back in there and see what's going on. And then he finds Ensemble Noor, has that debate with him over, you can't just lock your good self away. Humanity is worth giving a chance to figure it out on their own. Uh, unlocks him. The mental pyramid collapses and the physical one starts to collapse around them. Yes. And, and then they have to run and it collapses. That pyramid collapses on Apocalypse and seemingly kills him. Burying him. Burying him alive. And I still do like the idea of all of them connecting their, before they bail, connecting their uh, their attacks on him. And then him having that kind of spark for a second when, like, something returns that he hasn't felt in a while. Shame and relief and all of those emotions, because Oscar Isaac can pull off all of that. Right. But it's only a split second. It's enough. Yeah. It's a distraction. Right. Right. And then laser blast through the chest into a supporting column. So Cyclops, again, thinks that I brought the freaking pyramid down. (laughs) But really, it's just that it wasn't being held up anymore. So then he's just like, God, I got to be careful with these eyes. Right. I've brought down huge buildings. Uh That's an arc. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A mistaken arc. Yep. yep. (laughs) I love it. No. 
no, it wasn't you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that debate. So that happens. Pyramid collapses. They all get out, recover, and they go back to the mansion. We see Quicksilver and Eric are leaving. Beast is giving Storm a bed. Tells her this is all your, like this room is all you. Have fun. Enjoy. She's shocked. Jubilee comes back from the mall. (laughs) (laughs) What I miss? Yeah, we're testing her powers. And Scott's like, Jesus Christ, not the tree. Mm. Uh, Professor, we need a place to, you know, like I'm all for doing this team training thing but Uh you know this is a bit dangerous out here yeah (laughs) credits and then post credits is essex corp uncovering uncovering which they're apocalypse yes because they excavate yeah they dig things they dig they dig it yeah <laughs> uh essex corp finding apocalypse taking the the dna sample mm. good job man that's good this was that's a good movie <laughs> wish i had seen that one yeah i'm gonna headcanon it to where that is the movie that i saw just so that i can move on with my life exactly and then we can say how much we love that movie now yeah and then when people say what movie did you see Do, we can well, launch into an explanation yeah <laughs> haven't you heard about monday morning movie medics oh nice we can throw up a promotion yeah for sure. haven't you heard about monday morning movie medics uh that fix all of my movie problems right they triage the hell out of it slogans we need slogans yeah we do we need jingles we need slogans (laughs) and business cards yeah because business cards are what get things done i saw it in x-men apocalypse (laughs) yes it's the reason people go places well good job yeah yeah good job to you as well sir (laughs) i was gonna say this movie will never be made no none of these will ever be made right and there's probably all sorts of reasons you know, maybe these things were considered by the real writers. There's all sorts of reasons why that stuff doesn't happen. So thank you everyone for coming with us this far. It has been quite the journey and I, honestly, it's been a lot of fun right. to recreate this movie into something that we feel is a lot better. Yeah, and totally worth it. I think we ended up with a product much better than, yeah. uh, than what was there. And we can all we can all keep this in our heads as the movie that we actually saw. You know, it won't be weird for anybody <laughs> if you you know if you tell your friends about the movie that you saw with your ears. Right, they'll think you're totally cool. Yeah, and then that can be their insertion point into this. You know, you share it, and then once enough people hear about the movie, it then becomes a thing, right? Is that word of mouth? I think that's how word of mouth works. Gotcha. All right, so join us everyone next time as we what movie? What are we doing next? Oh, we're doing Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Yes. Man, I am, oh, I'm really looking forward to breaking that one down. Complex topic. It honestly is, you know, because it wasn't, uh, according to the dollars that it gained, it was not that poorly received. But if you go back and look at it now, it is not that well received. (laughs) It's true. But we'll talk about this in the future. That's a story for another arc. Nice. Nice. He just did a thing with his finger. You missed it. How would you want to fix this movie? What other movies have failed you? You've got opinions and we want to hear them. You can reach out to Monday Morning Movie Medics at moviemedicscast at gmail.com, facebook.com slash moviemedicscast, and at moviemedicscast on Instagram and Twitter. Monday Morning Movie Medics is a part of the Stranded Panda Network. You can find it and other shows like it at strandedpanda.com. Mm-hmm.